are live. Eric Butler, we are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. I literally went to the polls with nothing in mind. I saw a can of orange soda in the parking lot. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, there we go. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. Your podcast sucks it's mental mate it's absolutely mental i'll be honest i thought it was kind of offensive when you talk so much about the loch ness monster political climate it's great here a lot of fat chicks and a lot of screaming <laughs> andrew and eric a couple of conspiracy retards and andrew treat yourself okay especially if you start i don't know getting getting in good with homeless people unauthorized opinions streaming everywhere at uopod.com Oh, we're back. Back again. The political climate is hot in here. It's hot in this room. We've got so much to talk about. So much hilarious things. So many hilarious things. Shout out YouTube, Twitter, Getter. Getter's got a new streaming service that I'm having trouble dealing with. Anyone on Twitch. And of course... Don't forget the audio streams, Spotify, Apple, Google. As you can see, there's no Eric this week. Eric is making his way across the country. It feels like, you guys, he pretty much does this every week. He went from California to New York. Then he went to South Dakota to escape lockdowns. Then he went to Arizona. Then he went to Florida. Worked briefly for a brand you know and probably watch. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say who. And now he's going back westward. He was in Texas today. He'll have new content for everybody. I went out. I got a new video coming uh, the end of this week. Went out to my hometown, Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. It's really, really hitting the fan there. As in, it's turning into, you know, a little bit of a San Francisco, a little bit of a liberal hellhole. Piles of feces everywhere. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about the insane things that are going on in the world. Elliot Page is in the news, <laughs> as we know and love him. The the best actor there is, the hottest dude in acting currently. And we've got a parent upset about transgenderism, trans flag. And now it appears to be in a history class. This was posted by that guy, Ollie London. I think he's a former drag queen or something posts a lot about the gender wars, as it were. And this is in a history class, and this woman comes in, and, and there's no context, really, although it appears to be in America. The mother of a, of a black student in here, and let's just watch it. I I, I went through it briefly. It's it's entertaining. Hey, hey. Not. Wait, what are oh. you doing? Not. Not. Oh. So I can't. I'm not paying my you. I'm not paying my taxes. Money, get out of the You can hear the kid saying, Mom, Mom, what are you doing? How dare you? Get out of this type of. Why do you have this hanging? And why do you have this hanging up? It's part of the students. No, it's not part of anything. That is uncalled for. We are paying you to teach history, and that's what you need to be teaching. Excuse me, this is a public school, little lady. You are excused. You are to you see I love that the it, the old white woman saying, "You don't seem to understand this. This is for you. 
this is brown. This is a black flag. Who cares that it's nothing to do with sexuality? This is a pride flag. Anyone can be on it. We could have snowmen represented on here. We can have Oompa Loompas. I don't know. Is in the world. You need to go in the no. garbage. I'm teaching my son to grow up to be a man. Get and out. I don't want you hanging on right. flag. I'm calling security. Oh, wow. Hanging a flag up for you security. to sit up there and you teach them the type of stuff I'm trying to keep them away from. I told you it would happen. Right I told you. I told you somebody here gonna get mad. You need to be teaching history. No, you need to be teaching you history. Need to shut up. No, hey, I'm not getting out of nowhere. Like that. I'm not getting out of nowhere. Hey, no. It's all fine until you tell his mama to shut up. I, there's 10 seconds left. You don't tell my son to shut up. You're talking to me. You're like, failing. My son ain't failing. Yeah. He needs to be failing because you got a flag hanging up. Because of you. Over oh, the you United know. States of America. You need you. So, want to see the. Wait, wait. Wait. She acts like she was a, like shot here, this lady. Oh my god. Oh, the flag. Oh, the pride flag. My god. Of course the mother's right. I mean, I don't think there should be parents coming into classrooms in general, ripping things off the wall. It's weird that there's a pride flag over the United States. I'm guessing that this woman was using this as some sort of form of symbolism. Like, this is what the United States means to be. But of course the angry mother's right. This classroom is insanely small. I don't know if it's a high school or a college. I, I assume it's a high school. Otherwise, why would the mother be coming in to defend this? But you can hear somebody in the in the class say somebody's parent was going to have a problem with this. And as as they should, she can claim it's a, a, a public school. But that doesn't mean that any it any doctrine should be taught. In fact, it's the opposite. There should be no doctrine taught. Of course, the defense for this is always going to be, well, you know, this is progressive and this is what everybody this is how they think the people who want to promote this sort of thing think this is something that everybody either does believe or is ought to be believing. That's the insanity of it is that they're so far gone with this ideology is they don't realize how insane it is. And this is probably the mother's point that you don't need to be teaching the kid this insanity, but in this teacher's mind, she's teaching the right thing. She's teaching equality. She's teaching transgenderism and that's the right thing to teach. But this represents 0.01% of the United States. So in that same vein, why aren't you promoting like BDSM? If that's, if this is the bar to entry to what makes it into the education system, if BLM gets in there, I know this wasn't in it, but it's been in other classrooms. If transgenderism gets in there, then what other sexuality based doctrine cannot be in there? If this is the bar to entry of a tiny minuscule amount it'd be like saying we need to consider mike pence's opinions when making laws we need to consider the chris christie ideas people who poll at like one percent maybe some nikki haley stuff we need to consider these opinions when teaching the mass or when dealing with the masses of people it's the same thing with the bathroom rules you know and there's been plenty of terrible things to happen since they started putting in gender neutral bathrooms in schools I think Virginia is where the one was where a child got um, graped, as they say on YouTube, and they covered it up. But you're catering to this tiny percentile for reasons 
I don't believe to be anything other than an old woman, in this case, a white woman. And depending on where you are, it could be an older black woman. If you're in Canada, around where I live, it could be an older Indian woman. Probably not there yet. But in most cases, it's an older woman or a gay guy thinking that this is the correct thing to teach. And even though other people don't want me to teach it, I am the one who decides what is best for everybody because I'm so sure that I'm right. That's what it comes down to. Just this weird narcissistic belief that you're so affirmed in your belief that you you need to defy what everybody else wants you to do, which is teach your children history in this case and teach them whatever you want. And I don't think that belongs really in any in any educational institution. I'm sure it may be in a college somewhere. You're just like, this is a feminine course. We're going to teach you like ridiculous point of views of feminism. But if you're in a high school history class and you're just like, this is the real history. Don't you guys know that? <laughs> don't you guys know that half of America was built by the LGBT? This is the sort of thing that these people believe. There's a true history. There's a learned history. There's my lived experience. There's all this kind of crap. And let's watch her tear down the flag one more time, shall we? Wait, what are you oh. doing? Not Wait, not you notice how this lady's instinct is to act like she's been assaulted because you know something of anything any sort of confrontation happened near her a piece of fabric fell you guys one more time one more time it happens like three seconds after it's where those like those soccer highlights where some guy barely nudges them and he's like ah Oh, and they both fall. And then the second, third and fourth guys fall because they don't want to seem like the person who is not. Um, not committing the foul. Somebody in the chat says the rumble feed is poor. I'm going to look at it right now. Looks good to me. Looks good to me. That's in sparkling. Sparkling 1920 by 1080, bruh. Come on, bruh. Switch over to YouTube, switch over to Getter if you'd like. Switch over to youtube.com slash Andrew says and send me a super chat. I shouldn't have even answered the question. I shouldn't have even addressed it. The next thing we've got today. Ooh, it's a good one. I love talking about Elliot Page. I don't know why. I love talking about Elliot Page because of the photos she posts. Oh, it's a he. I'm so glad I don't write for a... And don't work for any companies. You know, I feel bad for for people all the time who maybe you're an electrician, maybe you're a paramedic. There's people I know in these fields is why I'm using those in examples. There's people I know where they have to live in a world um, where they can't just go around being like Elliot Page is a girl. You guys, she was Mr. Leahy's daughter on Trailer Park Boys. So I feel bad that there's people who have to worry about their job. If they say Elliot Page is a girl because it's a girl with a problem who came out as a lesbian in 2014 and then in 2020, she's like, no, I'm a guy. And then three months later, she's like, let's get everything surgically removed. And then she's like, let's post hot photo. I'm a hot dude now. And that's the best part. That's what I love is this right here. Is not. You know, it's. I'm just being who I am. I hope everybody accepts me. Um, 
I'm just going to do this on my own because this is what really matters. Being true to myself is what really matters. No, 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 no. That's not what's happening. It's I'm a hot dude now with ab implants. Take a picture of me shirtless <laughs> and let's post it. Let's send it to TMZ. Let's get these hot pics going. I'm a hot. I'm a Hollywood hunk at this point now. I'm Elliot. I'm hot, you guys. So Elliot Page wants to eliminate gendered award categories. She says it's a we got to get away from this binary thinking. Here's the quote. They asked her it was entertainment weekly, I believe. If they should get rid of. You know, the category divided by gender, obviously, best male actor, best female actor. Are they going to have best transgender actor? I don't know. I don't see how that makes sense. Yeah, it seems like a good idea, the 36-year-old 30, told the outlet. A rough 36, by the way, I'd like to point out. There's a picture of her face somewhere, but that's a rough 36, you guys. I don't know if it's hormones. I don't know what it is, but it's a rough 36. Her voice is still very feminine, I'd like to point out. Maybe we'll hear that. And again, this sort of unusual aspect of that being the only category, right, she says, where that sort of thing. Th that sort of happens so hopefully we start moving beyond that that degree of binary thinking are you guys <laughs> do you guys have any idea why elliot page would want us to not use binary thing let me just take a seat back here and and pontificate as to why elliot page would want there to not be gendered categories in something and and call it binary thinking i wonder why she would want such a thing. So there's only a few award ceremonies that do this at this point. The Gotham Awards. I don't know if all the statues are Batman. That would be pretty sweet. The Independent Spirit Awards. I've heard of that one. They eliminated gendered categories. Why? I don't know. Probably they have to build less statues. The Golden Globe, Screen Actors Guild Awards, Critic Choice Awards, and Oscars have not. And the obvious thing here is that Elliot Page doesn't care. That if you take away the gendered categories, you are inherently taking away awards from women. Doesn't matter to Elliot. She believes she's Elliot now. Phone home. All this feminism just goes out of the wayside for dudes, pe people that think they're dudes, and dudes that think they're chicks now. Everything about feminism goes out the window. Because we don't want to be mean. And that's what I'm always saying these days is that society's trying to be based around what's mean or not. And who gets to decide what's mean? Giant movie studios. Giant corporations that can shut down your credit card, your bank accounts. And the government. They decide what's mean whenever they feel like it and therefore it's illegal. Elliot Page doesn't care that if you take away an actor in greatest actress category, best supporting actress, best actress, you've taken away two awards that is guaranteed to have women win them. Maybe it's not guaranteed anymore. Maybe a guy can win them. Probably a guy can win them now. But you've guaranteed taken away categories that women are supposed to win. But Elliot Page doesn't care about that because she doesn't think she's a girl anymore. Just like a transgender woman, which is a dude, doesn't care when he takes away women's cycling awards. That happens a lot these days. Wrestling, swimming, we all know. But they don't care when they take away stuff from women because it's not it, it's the hierarchy somehow doesn't it doesn't work out there. <laughs> it's magnificent how this happens, you know. Pay attention to me. You have to agree with me. 
You have to be in my world of pretend, and you can't be mean, and to hell with the women, we don't care about them anymore. Now, here's a great part. It gets even better. Elliot Page, the actor formerly known as Ellen Page, came out as a lesbian in 2014. I already discussed this, 2020. Shirtless photos. I think we got another shirtless photo we got to show here. Page six. You know, page six is the, the funniest sounding. Allow ads on page six. You guys think I should do that? No. Elliot Page show shares shirtless selfie. Celebrates joy he now feels in his body. See, that's what I mean. Living in a world where you have to say his. Look how hot he is. Look at his pecs. You guys don't think that's hot? You guys don't think this is hot. If you guys don't think it's hot, then you're a bigot. I'm sorry. But Elliot Page has a new movie coming out that he's a Zerzim is starring in that she wrote, put herself in it as a transgender dude, as the woman who becomes a dude. And what's the very first scene of the movie is Elliot Page shirtless as a, a transgender guy. So much of this is about connection and what happens and what it means to be human. We'll see if we can play that clip because she still sounds like a woman um, right here. I want you guys to hear her voice. Paige co-wrote this movie, Close to You, which in part parallels his life. You know, so much of this is about just connection and what it means to be human, what it means to feel seen. And I imagine those themes on some level uh, resonate with most people. People have been very kind and supportive and uh, assured how it's helped them or how they've connected with it. That's my, the absolute world to me. I hope that the Okay, I don't know what this person is. The audience um, feels moved. I hope that they feel connected to the characters. Yeah, okay, I think she's just um, you know, Maybe they'll walk out and feel... Okay, this isn't about whoever this woman is. But Elliot, dearest Elliot, you can see the sadness in her eyes there. You can see it's taking a toll. She sounds like a woman on testosterone. First thing I thought, she sounds like China, former WWE wrestler who died, rest in peace. She sounds like a woman on testosterone, high pitched like this. But you can see the sadness in Elliot's eyes because she has changed her life this much. And now she's so desperate to be accepted that she went ahead and made a movie about herself being a man. And, oh, we don't have the picture. There's the very beginning of it is a shirtless picture. I think we can find it, though. She makes a movie where the very first scene is her as a shirtless dude. And it's like, please accept me. All of this is please accept me. You have to accept me. I'm going to make a movie about myself. Please watch it. You know, you have to agree with me. And I don't know. I look into this girl's eyes and I see that she's very sad. And I don't know. There it is. There's the opening scene. It's too good to be true. It's too predictable. If I was trying to convince the whole world that I was the world's greatest basketball player, and then I'd say, you know, I'm an amazing basketball player. I say it over and over again. I get that shin heightening surgery. I get my shins broken in three spots and they separate them. And then they let it heal back together so that you're actually a couple inches taller. It's a real thing. 
and then your bones are really brittle. I'm doing surgery to make you agree with me that I'm the uh, I'm a great basketball player right now. And then I go and I make a movie, and the movie is me just dunking on people. First scene, Andrew says, takes an alley-oop, slams it over LeBron James. That's me wanting to manifest something and just convince you that something is real that isn't. Okay, it can't be any any clearer than that. I sort of feel bad for him slash her slash Z slash sir. But then again, he is the hottest guy in Hollywood. I wouldn't I wouldn't care. I wouldn't talk about Elliot Page if this wasn't it. If this wasn't being put on the Internet by her multiple times, multiple shirtless pictures, make a movie about myself that I'm shirtless. You're doing it to yourself, dude. It's like when they put the super fat girls on the reality shows and they're just like, oh, my God, how dare people say that these fat chicks are fat? They're doing it to themselves. Patreon.com slash UOPod. We have a bonus podcast every single week on Patreon.com slash UOPod. It's uncensored. It is lots of fun. Did I mention that it's uncensored? Going to post the first version of a new video this week. You'll get that first there. Look at it days and days and days ahead with bonus footage on patreon.com slash uopod. Next story. It's hard to keep track of all these friggin' tabs, everybody. I don't like having 50 tabs open. It actually bothers me, especially when it's Elliot Page's navel, I guess you could call it. Let's go to Trudeau next. Trudeau makes everyone happy um, because Gavin Newsom's annoying. He's the worst person ever. Justin Trudeau, as we know, his numbers have tanked. Everybody hates Trudeau. And you'll hear that you've been hearing that for five plus years, but he's won three elections in total. So obviously some seniors love him. And then the French Canadians who could sway the election, they say, "Uh, uh-uh, we're voting for our own stupid French party. And I can say that because I'm French. And then Trudeau still gets in somehow, but now he's really tanked. His wife has officially divorced him, even though she was on tripped with Idris Elba, the huge actor from the James Bond movies. She was uh, quarantining with him, quarantining with their mouths, I'd imagine. But everything's going down. People are actually calling for him to resign. He won't, of course, because he's Trudeau. I hope he does. I hope his final speech is like, I did nothing wrong. I am amazing. Justin Trudeau and Elliot Page should be in a movie together as love interests. I would watch this movie. Justin Trudeau is a handsome, handsome young politician or businessman, and he's in denial that he's gay. So he accepts a young trans man named Elliot to be his new husband. But anyways, Trudeau (laughs) is tanking the economy, has tanked the economy, gas prices, grocery prices, inflation. And of course, inflation went way up. It's leveled off now. And grocery companies, I won't say the grocery stores because I don't know it to be a fact. Grocery companies, food companies, you might even call them, continue to raise prices. Now they're starting to level off. They're starting to go back down because people will buy them. Who will buy them? Uh, There's just too many people here. So somebody's going to buy them because they have money. Um, Somebody's got money out of the massive amount of people here. They're buying houses. They're buying expensive groceries. But Trudeau, seeing that the groceries are too expensive, along with housing and everything, he is saying, hey, just lower them. Just lower the prices for me, your old guy, JT. It's not okay (laughs) that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits 
while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. So Minister Champagne will be calling on the heads of large grocers to come to Ottawa with a plan to address the rising cost of food. And we expect to hear from them by Thanksgiving on what their plan is to stabilize prices. And it That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And let me be very clear. If their plan doesn't provide real relief oh. for the middle class and people working hard to join it, then we will take further action and we are not ruling anything out, including tax measures. Woo, more taxes. You know what will make people lower their prices is more taxes. That's how that works. People, most companies will lower their prices if you tax them. That's a good idea. So in Trudeau's mind, it's the grocer's fault. It's your local no-frills. American viewers, these are Canadian grocery store chains. No-frills, Loblaws. Maybe you got some IGAs where you are. Maybe you got some fresh co's. Trudeau believes that it's the grocery store companies that are jacking up the prices. It's actually the food companies. They made a lot of business during lockdowns. Everybody bought more stuff because they thought they wouldn't be able to go out. Inflation made the prices higher. They kept it at the same price. They said, hey, people are buying it anyways, which I'm going to admit, of course, it's scummy, but people are going to want to make money. And they just didn't lower them. People have to stop buying the high price products if they don't need them in order for it to come down. That's sort of how it works. Justin Trudeau sees this problem and he says, it's not my fault. It's not my money printing fault. It's not, you know, carbon tax making it so that people can't afford things. It's not printing money, making it so that people can't afford things. It's not bringing in a million people per year, making it so that people can't afford things. It's actually the gro the heads of the grocery stores who you thought were the greatest people in the world when you were telling people to buy tons of toilet paper and masks. It's their fault now. Everything, it was okay for them to make a kajillion dollars off toilet paper and bottled water when there was lockdowns and when there was scarcity. But now it's not, now it's mean. And again, everything's back to being mean. They're not just making money, they're being mean. So Trudeau says he, he's trying to do his best to be like Trump here. He's trying to be, you know, tough guy. I'm going to, but he can't even do that right. So when Trump had a problem with the price, the prices of cars coming from Mexico, for example, and it was due to the border, due to Mexico not letting anybody, not stopping anybody from crossing their border into the United States, like coming right on through. Come on, everybody, tr bring that caravan through. When Trump didn't like that, he said, I will impose a tax on every single car that comes in immediately. Trudeau looks at a problem and he doesn't say, let's make it more competitive. Let's, you know, threaten your competitiveness he just says taxing is better because he's not a bright guy you guys he could say this is what he should say in my opinion first of all he shouldn't say he shouldn't blame the the grocery store chains at all i don't think unless you have some unless he has some sort of direct evidence where he says look the grocery store chains are jacking up the prices for shelving and and the positioning of the aisles and other stuff that exists or putting some other fees on top of the grocers, unless he has some sort of evidence of that, which my guess is that he doesn't, then what he should be doing is saying, hey, food makers, and he should target three, at least two, three, four industries that are very expensive right now, and I can tell you what they are. 
dairy industry, meat industry. There's two. There's two I gave you, Justin Trudeau. Target dairy and meat because there's tons of beef producers and tons of dairy producers in Canada. I bring people to Canada. Eric Butler, Report and Opine, Lewis Brackpool, Grit News in the UK. They come to Canada. They're just like, holy shit, there's 75 trillion different types of milk to choose from. Why are they in bags? Side note. Well, there's 75 different million cheeses and 75 million different <laughs> um, <laughs> bags of milk to choose from. Why is that? Because there's a lot of them in Canada. We produce a lot of it. What you can do is you can say, why don't I, if, if the prices are too high, you guys, then if you guys are making so much money, then you won't mind if I lower the taxes on imports from the United States, because that's what they do. There's a huge fee on, on cheese. For example, I don't know why my mine always goes to cheese when I'm thinking of dairy, right? <laughs> I'm a big cheese guy. Why don't I lower the prices on them? Because you guys are doing so well, you won't mind whatever narrative you want to sell to be like, you guys are making lots of money. Lower the taxes, make it so there's more competition. As soon as there's more competition, then prices come down. People have more options. Don't you think there's people who could drive over the New York border with products and make everything cheaper? You're damn right they are. But that's why there's a tax on them, because they want Canadian products to sell. There's a tax on dairy and everything coming from the U.S. because we have so much of it here. That's how you get them to to play ball. You don't just say, well, Canadians, we hate we hate you, Canadian companies. Um, the people who hire people, we hate business owners. We're going to tax you if you don't do something. It sounds like communism. He doesn't know how to word things cleverly. He doesn't know how to govern economically. So he just the only thing he can think of tax, you guys what's wrong you got and then oh amazing trudeau taxes make some competition and the price and if they don't want to do anything then god bless them if your local bu- thing of butter that costs you 8.99 right now for no reason when it used to cost 3.99 if that price doesn't want to come down then there's some beautiful butters coming from somewhere else that are going to undercut you and then everybody's going to buy that i'm going to buy that what do I care? What is this brand loyalty? Why should I have a brand loyalty to a company just because it's Canadian when I'm getting screwed? If everything was all well and good, if we didn't have this carbon tax, if people could afford houses, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's support Canadian stuff. I'll pay an extra 50 to- cents to a dollar maybe to support Canadian stuff. Maybe if I'm feeling generous, $2. Just because I want people in Canada to live better and you know get better jobs and I can afford it. But when everybody's screwing you left, right, and center from the provincial to the federal government, why am I going to be like, oh, this is a good idea. More tax. Let me just keep paying more and more, you guys. Trudeau is just not good. He's not good. That wasn't my best Trump. He's not good. They're raising all the prices. Just Trudeau just doesn't know what he's doing. And it's high time that they, he, he should just leave at this point. He's calling for a meeting with the CEOs. I just wouldn't show up. What's Trudeau going to do? Say, I'm going to make your life worse when I'm voted out in the next election? He's not going to do anything. He's a coward. The federal government says, and this is from CBC, so take it with a grain of salt. It expects the heads of five five of Canada's biggest grocery chains to meet in Ottawa on Monday to discuss a way to stabilize food prices. I mean, you could go. Loblaws, Sobeys, Metro, Costco, and Walmart. You could go and just be like, this is your fault, Trudeau. I'd be in favor of that. 
this just go there and be like you're an idiot what do they have to lose i might say i might quote donald trump and saying that what do you have to lose by going to trudeau and saying shut up you're an idiot nothing at this point because this is what needs to happen nobody asked trudeau any questions do you think there were some hard-hitting questions that he answered in this do you think christy freeland answered any questions here that were like what about your guys's policies that are shit no you just got to be like, you're an idiot. We're at this place. We're, we're at the place where the mother comes into the classroom and rips the flag down because morons are in charge. That's what we're at here. This guy doing his best Trump impression. His name is Francois-Philippe Champagne. Trudeau said if the grocery chains uh, don't have until Thanksgiving to share their plans to stabilize prices, if they don't, Ottawa will take action. And I'd like to know what that action is. He thinks there's going to be a tax, right? So he's going to get together with the far left party, the NDP, which is if you're in America or somewhere else, a labor party group or the squad, if you will, the AOCs, the Sanders. He's going to get together with them and say, hey, vote with us to <laughs> to create a new tax, which will look horrible on them. Instead of saving people money, they're creating taxes. And then it also throws the NDP under the bus by their own way because they say, oh, they criticize Trudeau all the time. None of it makes any sense. These parties aren't run by smart people. The Conservative Party of Canada isn't run by geniuses either, but they're smart enough to get like a little bit of it. They're, they're, they're a little cowardly, more than a little, 49% cowardice in their team, probably 51. They're afraid of Twitter and everything. But they're able to go out there and be like, hey, you know, probably not a good idea to say, let's get more taxes while everybody's struggling. I don't know. Maybe not good to make threats as as a failing, failing world leader. Coca-Cola is... I don't know. Should we go to John Fetterman? I feel like anybody in the chat, do you want John Fetterman or do you want AI soda drinks? Let's go Fetterman. Let's go some conspiracy. John Fetterman conspiracy here. Shout out to everybody watching on Getter. That's very confusing what's happening on Getter. I don't know how it's working. Shout out people on Rumble. Rumble, we've had good numbers on it. Shout out Twitter. Shout out YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube if you haven't. At unauthorizedopinions.com and patreon.com slash uopod. We would appreciate it. I've got an AI soda comment, though. So we'll go for AI soda. And then we'll get to John Fetterman conspiracies. Coca-Cola, for some reason, has decided that they wanted to make a soda using AI. I don't know how that works. Why 3000? Dumbest name I've ever heard. Soda from the future, everybody. Artificial intelligence is the future, says CNBC. Nicholas Vega. That's a fake name if I've ever heard one. Soft drink giant launched a limited edition soda, creating... Created using AI technology, Coca-Cola Y3000 is billed as the first futuristic flavor co-created with human and artificial intelligence. The taste of the Y3000 beverage was a two-step process. First, researchers at Coca-Cola collected, quote, key flavor preferences and trends to understand what consumers imagine drinking, imagine and think the future tastes like. Then, that information was crunched by Coke's artificial intelligence system. Well, they have a, they have their own personal Soda AI, that sounds ridiculous, to help develop flavor profiles and pairings. They don't describe what the new flavor tastes like in any of its materials, but the drink comes in regular and zero sugar 
Varietals? Get out of here. If you said varietals to me in person, I'd punch you in the throat. Direct quote in Minecraft. What they're doing these days with the flavors are all very weird. They had this like I forget they they did a they did a Coke with a DJ. They did a Coke for a music festival. Marshmallow was the guy, the the marshmallow DJ guy. They did some other EDM festivals. For some reason, I guess people probably mix it with drugs or with with booze at these festivals, so they think that's a good market to go after. But I don't know what the future tastes like. AI was also used to develop the Slim Cans futuristic packaging, which features a pixelated logo, clean chrome colors, as well as lots of purple. Yeah, we can see it. So the future is pixelated, which makes no sense. That's like edgy Gen X and millennial stuff. That's what we want to see. Not me, though. I'm whatever comes after Gen Z. It inspired. It was inspired by the timelessness of Coca-Cola. We want to celebrate everyone's idea of what the future may look like. You know, I'm sure you guys talk about it with your friends a lot that they're out of ideas. When you see movies and it's Fast and Furious 36 and they're going into space, which is a thing they go into space into a scene. Talked about this last week. When it's The Expendables 5, but it's rated R now. When it's, I don't know what else. Little Mermaid remake, uh, Little Red Riding Hood remake. I don't know which one. Is it Cinderella? Is it Snow White? Snow White on the non-little people because that's racist to include them. But we'll have black Snow White and she won't be saved by a prince. They don't have any ideas. So for Coca-Cola to go out and be like, we need a robot to do this. First of all, no one would notice if you didn't tell anybody about it. They try new things all the time. I just don't get, is it just this extreme desperation to increase profits it's never gonna go up who's telling these coca-cola investors if i have a million dollars invested in coke and they're just like you're only i'm only making a hundred grand off of these investments a year what are you thinking what do you think's gonna happen do you think they're gonna come up with something that hasn't been done i guess nobody's marketed it in ai futuristic tasting coke yet but my guess is it doesn't taste that much different how about something else? How about a new soda altogether? I don't know. Vanilla and cherry Coke and regular Coke and Diet Coke and all the things they have, I think are enough. You know, people fail at new drinks all the time. I don't think we need to virtualize it and AI it. I don't know. It's a stupid story for stupid people like myself. Um, The John Fetterman conspiracies are fun and i'm going to call them conspiracies because usually this kind of stuff is a little it's a little too far for me the clone stuff eminem was a clone who else is a clone joe biden is a clone look at his ears Jeez, why can't why can't you understand that they're clones but john fetterman has single-handedly changed the dress code like alan iverson did in the nba in the early 2000s when he was showing up with too much baggy clothes john fetterman has done the same thing the fetterman rule senate cuts dress code enforcement by daniel chayton of the daily wire we all know john fetterman had a aneurysm or a stroke or something they say he suffers from depression he ruined a city in pennsylvania and somehow failed up because he's a democrat and now They're changing rules because telling him to wear nice clothes would be mean. 
and they want him to be a cool guy. You put John Fetterman in a suit, he looks like a pallbearer. No longer can you pass off to dumb liberals from ages 19 to 23 that he is cool. The Senate will no longer enforce a dress code for senators a few months after Senator John Fetterman made headlines for disregarding the rules. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer directed the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms to stop enforcement of change that will go into effect. That's good. Just be, be scumbags. Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit, Chuck Schumer said, as he sucked the blood out of a newborn child. Schumer said in a statement to the news outlet, the change is tailored to only affect senators and not staff members. Okay, so we can dress however we want, you pieces of trash people in the background who have to wear masks. You will continue to dress professionally. John Fetterman can show up looking like Frankenstein in a hoodie that hasn't been washed in three weeks. And he can mumble things at you and you must still dress properly because you are a slave. And and that's what everybody thinks when people show up wearing masks at award ceremonies and they have to help these senators out. They think that they look like a slave class because that's what they are. You cannot show your face. You'll do what you're told. And John Fetterman, who can barely speak, will be rewarded. Water break. Senators can now wear whatever they want. However, others entering the chamber must comply with the dress code. Coats, ties for men, business attire for women. But what's a woman, though? This is how people need to play the game. Okay, John Fetterman has to come to work. Doesn't even have to come to work. Comes to work, he can wear a hoodie and shorts. I'm working there. I say, okay, this is unfair. What can I do to screw with them? Um... Okay, it says coats and ties for men, business attire for women. I'm going to show up wearing a suit jacket, no tie, no coat. I'm going to show up wearing whatever is in women's clothes that I can see a woman get away with. Maybe I'll tell a girl that I know that works in the building and be like, wear this, wear a suit jacket and a dress shirt underneath and dress pants and see if anybody tells you. Or you can just observe. And then the next day you go and you wear a jacket with no or no jacket and a dress shirt and dress pants, no tie or anything. And then when they say, what do you think you're doing? Andrew says, I'll say, well, I'm a woman. And they'll say, how do you just say that you're a woman all of a sudden? And I said, I just feel like it. That's all you have to do. This is how you have to play their game. The game is being mean. And if you call them mean, then they are disarmed completely. Switch the mean table on them. Okay. And yes, I don't like, you know, playing into the stupidity, but it's so easy. It's so easy to just make them look stupid and maybe trigger something in their brain. They're just like, oh, my God, this isn't how can we prove that he didn't just feel like a woman yesterday, despite the rules? You can't. Okay, so the John Fetterman. um, Well, let's first let's watch this video of Fetterman acting psychotic. this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going to Oh my god, really? Oh my gosh. You know, oh, it's devastating. (laughs) Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. As he shows up in his basketball shorts, he's Allen Iverson now. He's got a mustache. He's Allen Iverson. So the conspiracies are that it's not him, of course. I'm sorry to be... coincidence theorist here says Kyle Becker but where the hell are Fetterman's arm tattoos now this is a problem 
I didn't realize it was Kyle Becker's account, but this is a problem with, you know, I'm looking at this photo and therefore just because I can't see something in his photo, then it must be true. We can see his arm tattoo there. I'm sorry, Kyle Becker, but I like you. I didn't know that was yours, but obviously he's got an arm tattoo there. So this is why you can't just do this stuff. Uh, Juanita Broderick. Did, I should have looked at these some of these accounts first. She's got 900,000 followers. Wow. Juanita Broderick says, anybody have any idea who the dude on the left is running around impersonating John Fetterman? I mean, I mean, it still looks like him. It looks a little bit different. He's got the mustache. He's got this increase in his eyebrow. This is from more of an upward angle. This is from straight on. I'm just, you know, I don't do the clone stuff well. I'm not a big clone replaced, you guys. I don't think Eminem was cloned. I think he did a lot of drugs and then he got off a lot of drugs. May I remind you that there's realities out there that Obama has gay fantasies that he wrote about in a letter? May I, there's People say psyops, and I kind of get annoyed when there's information out there and people just immediately say, oh, this is a psyop to distract you. Obama has gay letters, okay? He said that he doesn't want to live in a world. He prefers that there weren't a difference between men and women. He said this to a girlfriend, that he has sex with men every day in his mind. And then there's a guy accusing him who has not been sued for being a liar that Tucker Carlson interviewed who said lots of stuff about him. This stuff exists, but it's fun. How did John Fetterman grow a full beard between these two pictures supposedly taken on the same day? Says Alex Rosen. Don't know who that is. Let's take a look at the pictures. Hold that line one day ago. It says, I mean, that just says one day ago. I don't know what that means. Breaking, John Fairman drove nearly five hours to join UAW workers protesting in Michigan. Now, I don't know, you guys. Maybe these photos were taken on different days. Maybe he's just wearing the same hoodie. Can we confirm that he's wearing any of the same clothes? No, we can't. This is why you need to post source material. The NFL's back. It's not even the same car, says Courtney. Let's take a closer look. Can we tell he's on the other side? All we can see there really is the frame of the door. I don't know how you can tell that it's not the same car. Scarier part is that he's driving. Somebody says, see, this stuff is fun, but I don't think it's realistic. John Fetterman can't think he went to the hospital. They say it was nobody's going to be able to prove that. Why not hammer that stuff home? Why not come up with like a piece of paper and slide it to him and say, and it just says three X three equals question mark and see if he can do it. See if he can do it. See if he can do the math problem. I want to click on this story because this is hilarious. If you guys haven't heard this, do we have? Did we have anything else? Oh, we have Gavin Newsom. We can get to that in a second. So there's an NHL hockey coach that seemingly got caught asking a player. This is just all memes. His name's Mike Babcock. He is a Former Toronto Maple Leafs coach. He's the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I believe. He is a notorious hard ass. And there is a guy. This is him right there. He resigns. Okay, this is big news. So I'll tell you what happened. A player from his team texted a podcast host. The The, the podcast is called Spit and Chicklets. It's on the Barstool Networks. A couple former players are on the podcast. A 
player for the blue Columbus Blue Jackets hockey team texts one of these podcast hosts anonymously, I think, and said, you won't believe what this guy, Mike Babcock, just did to another player. He said, show me the pictures on your phone so I can see what kind of man you are. Of course, in response, Mike Babcock and the Columbus Blue Jackets and this guy he supposedly asked do what any normal person would do. And they put out a pre-prepared statement saying, of course, this is not true. I would never ask that. I'm a wonderful coach. I'm not known. He's known as an asshole coach. He's made players cry. I don't think that the NHL players should be crying because they're supposed to be men. But that's the Toronto Maple Leafs for you. But. He's known as an asshole. And they came out with this stupid statement where they're just like, of course, I never did that. That's insane. The correct thing to do if you didn't do anything like that would just be like, no, that's crazy. See you later, guys. But apparently he's resigned now. And this has all gone gone on in the span of a week. Mike Babcock resigns as head coach after phone picture talk. And I hate how the New York Post formats everything. I got to close 35 things just to show you guys what's on the screen. Mike Babcock resigns as Blue Jackets coach after phone picture saga. Babcock returned to the NHL lasted 78 days, zero games, and one iPhone picture scandal. Babcock resigned as head coach of the Blue Jackets on Sunday afternoon. So this must have just happened. And some guy took over for him. Paul Bissonette said on Tuesday, spit and chick, let's podcast that Bob Babcock, whose reputation was tarnished in his last job due to his allegations of mental abuse of players. Again, you're an adult millionaire hockey player. Mental abuse is not a thing to you. Oh, my coach was mean to me. Oh, he's mean. Oh, my goodness. Um, The report was that Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner, which is a name among names, a great name, that he asked this player to show him his camera roll on his iPhone, then display the photos of his on his office wall via AirPlay. Babcock and Jenner both released statements. This is what I was talking about through the Blue Jackets on Tuesday, painting the photo request as relationship building, saying that Babcock asked to see pictures of Jenner's family, which he was happy to share. Star winger Johnny Gaudreau gave a similar account of his first meeting with Babcock. That's just weird. If a coach asked to see what's on my phone, I'd just be like, no, because admitting that he has to see pictures of your on your phone gives credence to the other guy's thing. Cause you can just say it was about something else. He could even say, can you have any pictures of your family on your phone that I can see just so we can see what's on your phone. And that's none of your business dog. We got to share things together. Pictures of our family. Johnny Goodrow said from ESPN, I was a little upset to see the way it was handled and how it came out, but you can do nothing about it. We got off to a great start, had a meeting with him and looking forward to working together. Despite the attempts to downplay the incidents, the NHL Players Association quickly started looking into if Babcock had violated players' privacy with the request. NHLPA Executive Director Marty Walsh and Assistant Executive Director Ron Hainsey met with the Blue Jackets. Blah, 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 blah. It's no surprise that he found himself under intense bombs after the way things ended, and they fired him. He requested a private meeting with then-rookie Mitch Marner, had Marner rank his teammates by work ethic and shared a list of the players at the bottom of it. And this is where uh, Mitch Marner cried. There's a photo of him crying during a press conference because his coach was mean to him. He had to be mean. It's all about being mean, people. So this coach, so it doesn't look like they know for sure if he did it. So this coach, when he was on the Leafs, said, "Tell and Mitch Marner, supposed to be top three players on the team, one of the captains, he says, 
rank the players who have the worst work ethic. And he cried. This kid who's a millionaire who's like 24 years old cried, you guys. He cried because he might be seen as mean. What kind of... So maybe Babcock is right and he needs to, you know, get these boys to sack up. So he goes over there and he's, and, but I agree with the, the hassling of the players. If they're weak like that, I don't think you should get to look through a guy's phone though. That's, that's crazy. You know, TV movie girlfriend stuff. Like, let me see your phone entourage episode where a girl wants to see his emails, but this can also go the other way. The NHL could just be being big P words right now. Big wusses, let's say, because the NHL is the wussiest sports league. It's right up there with English soccer or maybe European or Brazilian soccer, whichever soccer league you hate the most and find to be the most girlish. It's right up there. They were kneeling on their goalie pads for BLM. They were shutting down everything they could. They have so many pride nights, pride jerseys, so much backlash that they said they're going to cancel it, but they still have pride night i had to stop supporting the toronto maple leafs a team that i supported for my entire life because they had players on their team just like the edmonton oilers had players on their team that said how dare you have a problem with pride jerseys how dare you have a problem with transgender nights oh my god and players on the leafs go and they go to openings of of trans youth organizations and they say Everybody on this team has no problem with this. They shit all over a goalie for not wearing a pride logo on his helmet in a game that he didn't even play. He just did warmups. They cry about this. They cry when their coach makes them sound out to, you can't make me criticize people. So that's why you can't take anything like this. If this happened in football where they allow players to beat their wives, allegedly and suspend them for three games where they, You know, Adrian Peterson beat up his toddler, allegedly, people said back in the day he was so allowed to play. Uh, Ray Rice threw his girlfriend in an elevator, allegedly he was allowed to play. All these things. In the NHL, you can't trust that it's not their diversity team. They have a diversity team that they hired. You can't trust them. You can't trust the, the NHL to not do the lamest and queerest thing that they can possibly do. So I don't trust that he even did this, but if he did, I disagree with it. I never liked his coaching style. I don't like the asshole coach thing. You're there to give them strategy. But if he has to be a little mean to you to get you to sack up, then do it. But can you look at their phones? No, I don't think so. These are guys making $20 million a year, less than the NHL, maybe $10 million a year. They don't want to hear you uh, say, let me see what kind of man you are when everybody's kissing their ass all the day, maybe they deserved it. I don't know. I think it goes on a player by player basis. Mitch Marner. Don't cry. Gavin Newsom in our last story here, as we got to shake that off. I got to shake off the, the, the wussiness of the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the most extremely they're going to be, it's like, if you, if you don't know hockey and you, maybe, you know, football, think of a Buffalo bills fan. It's their year. They won three preseason games. They got one really good guy. It's their year. And then they never do it. Never, ever, ever. The team's philosophy never changes. That's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can't take it anymore. I'm going to support the New York Rangers. Like a man, I went and looked for teams that did the... Anyways. Rangers now. Always kind of like the way the Rangers played. Gavin Newsom is giving more than $250 million of an investment towards California's 
fight against retail theft. Now, you may be saying, hey, couldn't you change the laws so that you can actually arrest people for theft under, I believe it's $900. Hey, couldn't you not defund the police or put this money towards better policing to make the neighborhoods safer? But wouldn't that be mean? Maybe they are changing the laws. Let's read here. The state of California announced it's investing over $50 million to combat retail theft, which marks the Golden State's largest ever single investment towards preventing and investigating organized retail crime. Hey, maybe that's called the police, but what do I know? Exactly 267000 and change was awarded by the Board of State and community corrections to 55 local law enforcement agencies. Okay, so they're giving money to the police. Across California, a press release from the governor's office read, that's $267 million, by the way. I know I said 1000 there. The funding will be distributed to 34 police departments, 7 sheriff departments, 13 DA's offices, and 1 probation department on October 1st. Governor Newsom spoke about the investment. When shameless criminals walk out of a store with stolen goods, they'll go straight to jail cells. So does this mean they're changing the laws? This is what doesn't make any sense to me. They've said for how many years is it? Police bad. These people are just trying to feed their families. It's not their fault. Oppression. Californians are oppressed. No, having bail is oppression and racist. We need reparations. And now they're just like, oh, actually, it's bad. Actually, it turns out stealing is not good. Gavin Newsom is so greasy, it hurts. On Thursday, 41 sheriffs and police departments were awarded up to up to about $24 million to crack down on retail threat, including agencies in L.A., Santa Clara, Sacramento counties. So L.A. because it's L.A., Sacramento because it's the state capital, Santa Clara, I don't know why. I know they have a university there, and it's probably really nice there. The largest investment went to Fresno, that department got a little more than $23.5 million. DA's offices have also been awarded, receiving up to $2 million to establish new teams dedicated to prosecuting, organizing real estate theft. Why were there not people to prosecute theft? Can anybody answer that for me? Why were they not prosecuting theft and crimes before? What are you talking about? You're just, you're just going to start funding it so that they can prosecute people for theft. Enough with these brazen smash and grabs. We're ensuring law enforcement agencies. This doesn't make any sense, people. And I know you know this because you pay attention to everything. But Gavin Newsom, who says that California is great and there's no problems with crime, is now saying that's an enough is enough. I know I've been in charge the last five years, but I'm going to be the one to change it. I'm working up a sweat here. Gavin Newsom's the only hope they have because you know that if they make him run for president, he's better than Kamala Harris. He's better than Joe Biden. I I personally hope it's going to be Hillary versus Trump again. But they can really grease uh, Gavin Newsom into being their presidential candidate because he's so greasy. He, He looks like a villain you've seen before. You'd see him and you'd be like, yeah, that guy looks like a politician. Maybe I should vote for him. His hair is slicked back. It's kind of gray. It's kind of brown. He's smiling. He doesn't know how to smile. Shadow Ron DeSantis doesn't know how to smile without looking insane. Uh, huh. Um, you'd be like, okay, I can see that. I can see this guy. Everything's shit, anyways. I can see that guy running in the country. California is not a place I want to live. Shout out Danny Mullen for still living there. 
my pal Leo Tatavio. You guys watch Danny Mullen? I think that's about it. I've been sufficiently enraged by the NHL. I think I want to show you guys the woman stealing or the flag again. If I still have that, I'll have it somewhere. Let me find it for you. We got to watch it again before we go. We are going to go to you or patreon.com slash you pod. I meaning all of you guys, we're going to do it together. Patreon.com slash you pod. And we're going to watch, we're going to sign up and we're going to watch the bonus podcast every single week. We're going to see the bonus footage from my venture out of my streeters in Oshawa and general mischief. But if we go to patreon.com slash uopod, you can see there's three three tiers. You even saw my email address, which is andrewsaystv at gmail.com if you're interested for some reason in emailing me. That's bargain basement Canadian prices. Free podcast every week. Bonus podcast. Help us become Joe Rogan. These are all jokes in case. It used to be Alex Jones. Don't want to get kicked off. Super fan and even an unauthorized person. I can't speak. I'm so enraged by the NHL in California that I can't even speak. But patreon.com slash uopod. We're going to watch this woman tear down this flag again because the teacher is so afraid of it that it's hilarious. See you guys next week. Eric will be back. He'll have content on Instagram for you at report and opine report and opine on Instagram. I'm at Andrew does a N D R E W D O E S. You can read me every day on blaze media. Just go to Andrew says TV.com for all my links, but here it is. See you guys next week. Um, before I go, I'll shout out some chat members sent quest rock and roll. Polly walnuts wanted the AI soda. Uh, Red Simon says, is it forbidden to call this woman Ellen on YouTube? No, it's not. I just think it's funnier to call it Elliot Page. I'll say it's a she. I'll say it's a she all day. She is Ellen Page. She changed her name to Elliot. She was Mr. Leahy's daughter on the first season of Trailer Park Boys. That's never going to change. Shout out Trailer Park Boys. Anybody else I can see? Matt O. Been huffing on the helium, he said. That's a great comment. Gina Carano or something said something about Rumble. I think that's it. I think that's I think I've covered everybody there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching on Rumble, Getter, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify. This is a whole wrap. Google, iHeartRadio, Twitter. I don't know what else. But here's the lady. Good night, everybody. Watch some football. Hey, not. Wait, what are oh. you doing? Not. Not. Oh, that. I can't. I'm not paying my taxes. I am not, not paying my taxes. Money. Get out. To support. Get out of this That's type of. Now. Why do you have this hanging? And why do you have this hanging up? It can't be. Part of the students. No, it's not part of anything. That is uncalled for. We are paying you to teach history. And that's what you need to be teaching. Excuse me, this is a public school, little lady. Uh, you are excused. Out. You are, do you see what's on this side? No, no, no. This needs to go exactly where it is, in the no. garbage. You need to go in the no. garbage. Get I'm out. teaching my oh, son to God. grow up to be a man. Get and out. I don't want you hanging up right. flag. I'm calling security. Hanging oh, a flag up for you security. to sit up there and teach them the type of stuff I'm trying to keep them away from. I told you it would happen. I told you, no, I told you somebody here gonna get mad. You need to be teaching history. 33, please.
No, you need to be teaching you history. Need to shut up. No, no, hey, I'm not getting out of nowhere. Like I'm not no, getting out of nowhere. Too. Hey, no, you don't tell my son. You're talking to me. You're talking to me.